Sports Minutes with Elliot Danker and Ziaul Roshan. Money FM 89.3. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danker together with Ziaul Raushan. Finally, we have come to this moment where we look back on 2023. That was. Yeah, it's been an exciting year and I hope we got the drum rolls ready because we are ready to recap the sporting year that was. I know. Uh, so we've decided to pick out five moments. We'll go through each moment uh, one at a time. Things that I, I would say the, these are moments that kind of change the landscape of the mm, game, mm, change mm. the landscape of sports? Yeah, I think uh, when we tried to conjure this list, we looked into not just results, but what it means for the greater picture. And some of these moments we picked out, I think, to your point, have a big ripple effect in the relative ecosystems. Talk about ripple effect. Let's kick it off with number five, the rise of Saudi football. You thought Cristiano Ronaldo was crazy. And then, how many other players followed him? Yeah, rewind about <laughs> 365 days ago, Cristiano Ronaldo headlined the first big move to Saudi. Since then, they've come leaps and bounds. And there were so many question marks as to, is this just a flash in the pan? Are they going to be Chinese Super League again? What we did across the year was caught up with Carlo Nora, who is the Saudi Chief Operating Officer. And he had this to say in terms of the comparisons to the Chinese Super League. The continuous comparison with the Chinese Super League mm. or how we can avoid the pitfalls that they went through. What I can say on the Saudi front is that what's happening in Saudi football is not happening in isolation. You know, every government project in Saudi at the moment is aimed at fulfilling the Crown Prince's Vision 2030. And football falls within the vibrant society vertical of that strategy. Mm. You know, promotion of culture and entertainment, living healthy, being healthy meaningful entertainment for citizens and so on. So while you can never be sure in life, you have to do what is right for your people. And that's what Saudi is doing through the vision of 2030. There will no doubt be spells when this project, like any other project, may fall off the base. But what's important is to believe in the long-term vision and just keep at it. First of all, that was a real score, being able to speak with the COO of Saudi football. Secondly, he's right. You know, keeping to that vision is exactly what's brought Saudi football to where it is right now. Yeah, they certainly have stuck to their vision and they've stuck the money where their mouth is, right? They've spent US $957 and that's in their first year. We talked about Ronaldo. They brought in the likes of Benzema, Neymar and so many other Premier League stars. So I'm really excited because... I think after the first year of bringing in all these stars, as Carlos told us in that interview, it's about establishing themselves now and growing from strength to strength. And the sky's the limit when you're backed by the crown prince. Do we credit Ronaldo for this? I He's going to credit himself for this. <laughs> he, he, he certainly will. And I think we'd be amiss not to because we talked about brand Ronaldo, but look what at uh, brand Ronaldo has achieved, yeah. right? He's brought on his, uh, his high-profile pals yeah. as well to the Middle East. And it's uh, starting to get entertaining. Okay, let's move on now. Number four on the list. Who have we got? I think we've got the Women's World Cup champions of the world, and that is Spain. Spain. Ah, yeah, well, they well they didn't deny, but uh, the USA didn't do so well in that competition. They were going for a third straight win, I, I believe. Uh, but yeah, what great football from the Spanish. Yeah, I think uh, they caught the eye in terms of, I think last year ended with that Men's World Cup buzz, and then this year the women brought it on. The game has grown leaps and bounds, and the Spanish women did so well to follow the successes of their male counterparts, right? Yeah. To, to do that. And I think we needed to include this okay. because I feel their achievements were overshadowed by yeah. what happened yeah. in the aftermath of 
the award ceremony yeah. and all everything else. But I think they've come stronger for it and they deserve all the credit. You're right. You know, I mean, we discussed this quite a few times uh, during the show. Even spoke with a Singapore referee who was there as well, and that the the standard of the women's game has grown so much because your Manchester United, your Chelsea, your Arsenal, they have women's team now. You've got the women's Champions League now that really raises that standard, and that's fantastic. Okay, let's move on to number three on our list, and we have to include the crown jewel of Formula One. No, we're not talking about Las Vegas. We're talking about the Singapore Grand Prix. Question marks about if the Lion City was still the best in the calendar. I think this year's lived up to the billing because it saw Ferrari deny Red Bull the chance to go 100%. Mercedes are giving it an absolute brilliant go here. They really have. But Ferrari have controlled this race from the front. And Carlos Sainz, who started on pole and didn't get the win in Monza, does it tonight in Singapore. Bravo. Take a bow. What a thrilling end to that Grand Prix. This is my first smooth operation in Ferrari. Smooth <laughs> Lovely, it's right? The singing laugh. <laughs> exactly. I mean, maybe not so much the singing, but the driving, especially, yeah. right? Singapore was painted red because of Ferrari. And I think it was important that Singapore delivered on that front because. I'll be very honest here. I think Formula One is at that stage where it's getting a bit boring with the Red Bull dominance. I agree, yeah. So I'm so glad the Lion City threw a spanner in the works. Yeah. And from a personal standpoint, it was just great to be back in the paddock amongst it. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I think it was a real highlight. Although, you know, we can't say that this was Formula One being back in Singapore. It started last year post-pandemic. But, uh, you know, usually at the second one, then you go, okay, safe, definitely. All is good. Exactly. Yeah. I think the first one was everybody still yeah, feeling their how, way post-COVID yeah, yeah. Yep, and yep. stuff like that. This year, they came back with a bang. And there were some light-hearted moments that I just want to quickly bring up in terms of the fans we caught up with. Lewis Hamilton, a world champion, finding time for the fans. I think that is what adds to the yeah. city race as a spectacle, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, let's uh, head over to number two on our list. And, you know, no matter how you try and find a way not to include this moment, it the fact of the matter is, it is a huge moment in football. Yeah, it's huge. I had to take my red cap off when we dissected this moment, but fair play. Man City have been gearing up towards the Holy Grail, and boy, did they achieve it this year. Manchester City season 2023 is the City treble year. Champions of England, FA Cup winners, and now, at last, champions of Europe. They made their three wishes and they've all come true. Now they have their triple crown. It's quite amazing, you know, leading up to, to this historic moment, you and I had hoped that somehow, you know, either Manchester United would deny them in the FA Cup, you were at the FA Cup, no, they didn't happen. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the Champions League, where they faced off against Inter Milan, again, no, just, it, you know... <laughs> Pep Guardiola has put himself down as one of the greatest managers of all time. Yeah, he definitely has. And I think the stars aligned for Man City in a big, big way because we've seen dominant teams. But to win a treble, yeah. I feel, it's not just about the ability because City have it truckloads, right? But it's about the luck falling in place, getting lucky with injuries, yeah. draws in the cups. And I think City, for all their prowess, rode their luck also and... and 
they were full value for the trouble they won. And and you know that is one of the reasons why, in spite of the fact that uh, in the November December part of the Premier League season they look a little bit off form, people still don't write them off. They're still going, yeah, but you're talking about the treble winners. They, they they're bound to have something in the bag. Exactly. And you talk about Guardiola being mentioned in the ilk of the greatest to ever manage in the game. He's so good at keeping the players on their toes. Look at the way he rejuvenates that Man City team. I feel they're going to start 2024 quite strong because, to your point, they're still trouble winners and they can come back and hunt down any opponent. Okay, let's move into special mentions. Uh, Now, these special mentions are a mixture of some feel-good moments as well as some defining moments. And one of it was when uh, you and I spoke to uh, one fighting championship star, Angela Lee, who, of course, announced her retirement from mixed martial arts this year and delivered some really big news. Fight Story exists um, to allow individuals to have a safe space to talk about their mental health, about their struggles. And, you know, we all go through that, you know, in this life. Mental health is something that affects each and every one of us, really. And so that's something that we can, you know, really unite through, but also support one another um, in this journey not just fighters sharing their stories, but so many individuals. And um, you can really see that no matter you're a man, a woman, young, old, no matter your profession, um, you know, mental health is something that really affects all of us. And at some time in our life, you know, we're going to have ups and downs and how we navigate through those challenges is going to be, you know, very important. So, with Fight Story, we're just hoping to create awareness and advocate um, advocacy for, you know, why it's so important to talk about mental health and how we can all take better care of ourselves. How much more needs to be done for people to take mental health seriously? I think so much more, but someone like Angela Lee pushing the needle in that direction does so much for mm. it. And props, Elliot, for setting up that interview because, honestly, I'm listening to that sound, but I can still feel it's the goosebumps yeah. because yeah. the emotions was so raw in that room. And when we talk about Angela losing her sister and then channeling that grief to something greater, you you realise how much sport can stand for, yeah. right? And we discussed mental health in various aspects. Angela Lee obviously tops that list, but we talked about Delhi Ali earlier yeah. in the year. And we've discussed various aspects of how these athletes, yes, are, are spoken about as yeah. demigods, yeah. but they're actually human and they go through so much. Same as me and you. And I yeah. think that's what makes... Sports so relatable yeah, in that sense. That's that's really true. Uh, well, Sports Minutes isn't all about uh, me hunting down interviews. Uh, Raushan, you yourself managed to hunt down uh, a really feel-good moment. It took a bit of your, your Saturday as well, this one. <laughs> yeah, it did. I think I was personally excited when a stalwart of Singapore football, Safwan Barudin, got through that head injury that he had to return to the national team. And when I spoke to him, you can see how much it means to return. You know, I was supposed to drop everything and then choose a different career. I was told to to stop football. You know, I was told to stop so many things. So to whoever is, you know, uh, going through difficulties in terms of physically or mentally, you know, just don't stop. Uh, Nobody can stop you from the things that you're doing. You know, even if you're medically or uh, being certified unfit, there's always ways for you to 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 overcome it, uh. and you know when you are around positive people, you will think more positive every day. And 
don't let people tell you not to do this, not to do that. Because at the end of the day, if you're feeling physically fine, I always believe that he will take care of the rest. Uh. He got to your emotions, didn't he? Yeah, he certainly <laughs> did. I'm not sure if you picked it up, but you can hear his little boys in the background yeah, playing along. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and he played to it. I'm not saying he made it up, but he played to it in that sense where he put them as his motivation and that, that value of resilience. And boy, do you need resilience when you're supporting local football. Eh? Hey, I mean, it, it, we learned, right, this year, you and I, how much the mental aspect comes into play when it comes to sports, uh, be it whether you're down and out or you're trying to get back into the national team. And at minimum, right? And if you like, I I don't watch a lot of local football, but at minimum, I hear this conversation between you and Safu, and I'm going mad respect. You know, just because you're not an international star doesn't mean your struggle was different. Yeah, exactly. That's what it puts into perspective, right? The levels. I mean, we talk about yes. why support local football of or course, yeah. why cheer for a team all the way in Manchester, for example. But they're all relatable yeah. in that sense. The pain you feel is still the same. The joy you feel is immeasurably still the same as well. Alberex! <laughs> there we go. Like City Sailors, let's get in. Okay, a couple of other feel-good moments. Uh, this one was quite fun. Um, it, we we, we learned so much from this when we spoke to a cancer survivor who decided after her treatment in remission she was going to go for not one but two marathons. Yeah, I mean, it really put things into perspective if Sante Kun can come overcome cancer to then compete on two marathons. And when we spoke to her, she was just radiant, you know, yeah. just just emitting that, that feel-good factor. And I think it spoke to me in that sense where if you have the mindset possibly a lot of things in life yeah. can be overcome, including cancer and massive respect. A big part of doing Sports Minutes has been discussing headlines and results, yeah. but I've enjoyed the moments where we tell tales like this. We talked about walking football, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. There were so many feel-good moments. We talked about migrant workers doing bodybuilding. Yeah. There was so much that sports does yeah, yeah. to give people new vigour and I think that's important. Yeah, you don't have to be an international star with a million followers on Instagram, you know, as long as you're out there making a difference for yourself with sport. I mean, that that is the whole point of sports, right? Fair competition, friendly competition. Exactly. And what made this cancer survivor conversation especially remembering for me is she said, oh, I just wanted to look good for my son's wedding so I needed go. to. Well you see, done. everybody has different yeah, motivations yeah. but ultimately they come together and that's the power of the human spirit and I've quite enjoyed covering it. All right, Raushan, let's get back to the top five sporting moments. Just a recap, uh, the first was the rise of Saudi football at number five, number four, Spain's Women's World Cup triumph. Number three, Ferrari denying Red Bull in Singapore. Number two, Manchester City's treble and who is in number one spot? Who else but Shanti Pereira? Let's relive the moment once again. Pereira has it at the moment. Chasing after is the champion, Odeon. Pereira has this though and Singapore are going to have a... Asian Games champion Veronica Shanti Pereira delivers on her promise only reached the semis in this event five years ago she's a different athlete now the first Singapore woman to run 200 meters at the Olympic Games now becomes the first Singapore woman to win a title at 200 meters at the Asian Games Veronica Shanti Pereira then top of the podium top of Asia Okay, if you're listening now, you work in one of these delivery wards or you've got access to records, please let us know because we want to know how many people have named their daughter Shanti. Yeah, fantastic point. She has inspired <laughs> right. a generation with her heroics, right? And we talk about 2023, her putting Singapore on the top step. 2024, she's going to be at the Paris Olympics. I cannot wait for that. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's uh, wrap it up. Uh, personal highlight for you, 2023? Wow, personal highlight. 
wow, this is really tough. Come uh, on, FA Cup final. You must be, must be being yeah. at the FA Cup final, but interviewing Jurgen Klopp goes high Ooh. up that list. I managed to catch up with him when he was uh, Liverpool were in Singapore. Yeah, That's yeah. high up the list, but. Watching Manchester United in the flesh always special. All right, uh, I think for me, F one in Singapore. Mm. No matter what, it just it just has to have that moment. Yeah. I can imagine. What's yeah. your personal wish for twenty twenty four? Albrecht to win the title. Uh, yeah, maybe that. <laughs> and uh, so, Jim Ratcliffe, when are you coming to Man <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's my th- like. Can it happen already, please? <laughs> Fair. We've waited all year long for that news. For me, twenty twenty four. I just hope it's a brighter year for local football than twenty twenty three has been. Onwards and upwards. Sports Minutes on Money FM 89.3.